0: If I ask you if Chester Cheetah from the Cheetos brand of snacks is offensive, would you say no? And then, if I ask you if Chester Cheetah is racist, does that give you pause and you start going, well, yeah, maybe? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Recent Quillette Podcast is talking about how people think that orcs and Dungeons and Dragons are racist. This is on Twitter, I don't know, six months to a year ago. It's kind of old story, but... Some lady wrote an article saying that fantasy is racist. You know, like... I guess Lord of the Rings type stuff. Game of Thrones, maybe. And in her article, uh, she was saying that orcs are... Human beings that you don't have to worry about their feelings and you can just kill them. And I mean, I played D&D back in the 80s. And back then, orcs were just orcs. They weren't human beings... In fact, there was something called a half-orc, and that was the child of a orc and a human being. Hmm, this is starting to sound a little racist. But back in the day, they had like uh, they had like your basic um, humanoid monsters. I think from like least to most was uh, kobolds, goblins, orcs, hobgoblins, and you might think trolls, but trolls are actually more of just a normal monster. They didn't like live in societies like those four groups I just mentioned. And then you had humans, elves, and halflings. Halflings, they got sued because they were, called them, they were hobbits. But they couldn't use the word hobbits, so they called them halflings. So like I said, a year ago, roughly on Twitter, uh, they came out with a new D&D book. D&D comes in a book. And someone is like, that's racist. Well, okay, so, you know, what's the difference between an orc and a person? besides orcs being evil. I mean, people can be evil, but orcs generally are all evil. And then orcs are, I think, stronger and have a lower intelligence. Higher strength, lower intelligence. And so someone or a group of people went on Twitter and said, oh, black people are orcs. That's racist. And if people had any sense... You would say, no, you're being racist. You are the racist when you think that, when you know, a game has an orc that they're talking about a black person. But instead, everyone's like, oh yeah, black people are orcs. So so the game itself is racist. So anyways, I think Dungeons & Dragons, right, it was getting cancelled. You know, these companies are so cowardly. They don't stand up for what's right whatsoever. Truth? Right? Oh, hell no. So I think they just changed orcs. They're like, okay, orcs no longer have a lower intelligence maybe they're just extra strong now and maybe they made them good looking too i think they're were, they're were normally there's a statistic called charisma and that basically means if you're ugly or attractive and i think they might have previously had a low charisma so basically been ugly and i think they raised that up so orcs are strong attractive and intelligent i mean they're pretty much like elves at this point Anyway, whatever. It was a bunch of woke BS. Uh, I don't think any black person was losing sleep over this whole situation, but I guess after someone made a fuss, there probably were some black people who had their feelings hurt. You know, and it was all the woke people's fault. I guess to break it down fully, this is like video games. You know, who plays Dungeons and Dragons? White men. You know, who's inherently evil? White men. Who's racist with absolutely zero evidence, and in fact tons of evidence contradicting it? White men. So people just go around looking for stuff that white men do that is completely harmless, or in fact helps society, and then they call it racist. So just another example of that. And some guy did a study on orcs and racism, and so he did a survey of Dungeons & Dragons players, and he asked them if they thought that The idea of evil orcs was offensive. And 10% of the people said yes. So 90% said no. And then he asked another question after that. He's like, is the idea of orcs racist? And boom. Then it was 33% of the people are like, yeah, that is racist. I mean, I don't know. That's a little crazy because it's like, does that just mean that you can ask people about something being racist and as soon and, and, and by, you know, your question, makes them think something is racist. I mean, that's one way of looking at it. I mean, I think that is true. Like, I don't know, I just think of a random thing. Like, are Cheetos racist? Is Chester the Cheetah racist? I mean, I never thought that he was racist once in my entire life. But as soon as you say, is Chester the Cheetah racist? I don't know. It's starting to sound plausible. The human brain is a funky-ass thing. I mean, just try it. Like, are the Keebler Elves racist? I mean, until I said that, the answer was no. But I'm like, yeah, a little bit. I mean, Ronald McDonald. I mean, that's starting to sound racist as hell. So there you go, dear listener. Think of some sort of cartoon character used to sell products that you never thought was racist and ask yourself if it's racist and see if all of a sudden you go, yeah, maybe it is. And no, not Aunt Jemima. So one of the new Cut the Bull podcast episodes has an interview with a woman named Rebecca Koffler. It's Rebecca with a K, Koffler with a K, and I think it's spelled that way because she comes from Kazakhstan, or Kazakhstan, if you're a fan. So she's middle-aged now, has kids, uh, worked with like the CIA, related to you know America versus Russia stuff. So when she was in Kazakhstan. Um, Kazakhstan was part of the USSR, the good old days. And she was kind of weird, though, because her parents, they didn't believe in communism, and they didn't think the USSR was, like, a good thing. And so they told her, like, here's your life plan, you got to learn English, you got to go to Moscow to get a degree, and then you got to move to America. The land of the free and the land of opportunity. And obviously all that is considered racist as hell today. But anyways, that was what her parents were into. And so what was kind of interesting is that, Her parents are like, you know, don't believe the teachers, don't believe the media, they're all lying to you, and I think now we know that, uh, you know, the USSR was not being honest with their, uh, citizens, but in any case, when she was a kid, she told on her parents, she told the teachers on her parents, and, you know, I, you know, whatever, I don't think, the parents didn't get murdered or something over it, but anyways, someone gave the parents a talking to, but, you know, anti-woke podcast here, uh, What's interesting is that she's going through the same thing with her kids. Her kids are in somewhere in the K through twelve area, and she's like, you know, when they tell you that America's racist, don't believe them. And I think her kids are like, screw you, mommy. Obviously, America's racist. I think that makes you a racist. So that's not right. Um, what it is is that actually, she's like, she tells her kids, do not tell the other kids, do not tell the teachers what your real opinions are. We'll see how long that works, you know. When they get to college, uh, I bet college can flip them. Flip them over to the woke side. Woke, I am your father. Come to the woke side. Why do you think I named you woke? And so they're talking about why people from communist countries are like very afraid of socialism in America. Like when they hear people in America be like, yeah, we need to do a lot of socialism. And the lady said, when, uh, when everything is free, then there's not enough to go around. Like when she got to America, she went to the grocery store. She's like, why isn't everyone just grabbing this, you know, the, the red apples and running out of here, just stealing stuff? Like she couldn't understand all the abundance at a grocery store. And then when she realized, you know, no one was going to steal it, it would be there next time. Then she's like, well, why do these Americans need so many different things? Why do they have 50 different kinds of cereal? And now she's like, very, very particular with the types of cereal that she buys. And then Will's talking about a video or something where a bunch of feminists talked about, you know, what they would do when uh, socialism comes to America and how wonderful it would be. And one young woman was like, instead of selling shoes, I'm going to paint all day. And another was like, instead of working at Starbucks, I'm going to make soap. And then a third young feminist was like, I'm going to work on my farm and watch the animals walk around. And some uh, guy from a communist country, he got into the comments, is like, bitch, what do you mean, your farm? And she's talking about uh, what kind of stuff you couldn't get when you lived in a communist country. And, you know, it's everything. But the funny one is uh, toilet paper. And that's kind of funny, because about two years ago, I was trying to buy toilet paper, and I couldn't get none, and I almost ran out. It'd be like going back to the days of cloth diapers, if you you know what I mean. Just throw in my opinion on uh, capitalism versus socialism. Uh, Obviously, capitalism is the best. Uh, There's seven or eight billion people on this planet who are alive because of capitalism, because capitalism... You know, when some country that doesn't have capitalism has everyone starve because of a Civil War, well, then countries with capitalism, give them free food, keep them alive. So, you know, probably 5 billion people are alive because of capitalism. I mean, thats is that even a good thing or not? I don't know. Anyways, I guess we'll call that a positive. Now, I don't hear too many people saying communism is good, but socialism, right? Socialism is where you give out free stuff. Now, I think that could be good. I mean, my position is everyone should work hard, everyone should do capitalism, and then the government should tax everyone, and then they should give all the money to me, me personally. And as soon as I have what I consider to be enough money, then we can talk about whatever we want to do next. But that's the first step. You got to go, you know, you can't get to Z without going from A to B. So that's A. So that was economics-related. Now I'm listening to uh, the Capital Isn't podcast, and they got a guy explaining, explaining what the Federal Reserve can do to combat inflation. So inflation is caused by supply and demand. So too little supply, not enough stuff that you can buy, that makes prices go up. Or too much demand, too many people trying to buy stuff, that makes prices go up. But so the Federal Reserve cannot control both of those things. Like, you know, is this really the supply chain? I don't know. Like, they can't say, okay, supply chain, supply more stuff and make prices go down. They can't do that. They control interest rates. You know, how much, how much does it cost to borrow money? And so the only thing they can do is try and reduce demand. And I guess a good example of this is the construction industry, you know, building houses. They are very sensitive to how much it costs to borrow money. And so, if you raise interest rates, construction companies will stop building houses, and then you know, you know, the the, the demand for wood and sheetrock and copper wiring and steel girders for big buildings, et cetera, the demand goes down, and so, hopefully, that makes inflation reduce. But obviously, that's not a perfect system because. You stop construction, well sure, you stop, buying, you, know, you stop construction companies from buying stuff, but they also have to lay off their workers. So you, you lose jobs on, I think in a lot of cases it's, uh, you get something that you want, and you get something that you don't want, every time. So, lower prices, great. People lose their jobs, oh no. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.